uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, major flavor. You're listening to You're 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 listening to Hey guys, welcome to Major Flavor, the podcast with the hottest flavor. Myself, Jazzy Bang, and Callie are coming to you with new episodes every single Friday. Be sure to follow our Instagram at the Major Flavor. That's T H E Major Flavor. And be sure to follow our podcast on all streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. We're just three black girls with a podcast, and you don't want to miss this flavor. Thanks for listening. started off with talking about Miss Sha'Carri Richardson and her whole ordeal but it kind of spilled into like the anti-blackness it feels like the Olympics is given the biggest thing that occurred was Sha'Carri Richardson tested positive for marijuana and she could not be on the Olympic team anymore there has been an outrage against this specific swim swim cap company or swimwear company who creates caps that are pretty much designated to people of color in relation to their hair, and that is being banned. And there have been a lot of people of color who have been banned from even trying out years upon years from now because they've missed certain deadlines, and just a whole lot of everything. So what are your opinions on the overall standpoint of the Tokyo Olympics? May I ask a question? Mm-hmm. What you just said. People were banned for missing deadlines? I've seen it. I'm going to have to look it up, and I'm going to come back to your question. Okay. The only thing that I feel like is anti-Black, and I really don't have a lot of knowledge on, I've just been seeing headlines, is the cap thing. Um, but I really want to have a deep conversation about security. I, I'm not understanding why this dumb shit is still happening, for real, for real. Like, it is. It's all anti-black in my head. It is. And I think, like, honestly, as much as we want to be a part of stuff, us black people, we need to remove ourselves from a lot of this stuff. Like, we going to get the exposure either way from social media Um and everything like we need to remove ourselves and make our own like build our table up how are we going to get there i don't know but it just again of course just like everything else it just blows me like how this is stripped away from this young lady who has she has it she has talented and they're just like oh they just want a reason for her to like not be there or not be good enough like she smoked everybody and of course everybody once again choose to be choosy and that's why cancel culture is false wait what uh, does cancel culture have to do with that though that is that's everybody being choosy on and saying oh yeah she shouldn't be in the olympics and she shouldn't this them um those but one the shot cup callers i guess you could say but is that not true? I mean, we've all competed in some sort of fashion. Um, I don't like know all of our like athletic careers, but so I am 
I don't understand why weed is something that can disqualify someone. I'm going to say that from the start. I don't understand how she she's her disqualification is wrong because if it was a white person, I would want the rules to be applied to them as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if, mm-hmm. if someone else made a point of she could have she knew the rules. So she if she knew she was going to be tested and you were well aware of something, that's part of the discipline and that's part of the standard of being an Olympian. I at first I was like let's not watch it, let's boycott it, but there's other black athletes that are going to be there. Do we not support them? Do we not acknowledge how they didn't smoke and how they tested negative? Do you know what I mean? Because a lot of athletes do smoke, but they're not doing it in that season or they're taking precautions or they're not doing that when they're going to be tested, right? So it's like, how is that fair to every other competitor? Like if we've all are in a competition, right? And if I'm being disciplined and eating a certain thing that we're not uh, eating something that, um, like eating a certain way and when you're not doing the same thing or you're not following uh, following it, Shouldn't you be disqualified or shouldn't you root that that punishment? I mean, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. And I honestly like how she's even handling the overall situation. Mm -hmm. But it's just, I think ultimately because of the amount of people who were rooting for her and to hear the story in those 15 minutes that makes people love her. So I think that's why a lot of people are just rooting for her and just, I guess wish that it didn't happen, but like you said, she did know the rules. If she were able to run, how is that fair to the other athletes who did who didn't do it? And what if the other athletes have the same story? What if the other athletes lost a parent? They coped a different way, you know what I mean? And there are other ways to cope, especially during the season. And that's the only thing that breaks my heart and makes me the most mad is because it's like, why couldn't someone been around her and like, if I was around, I would have hit that shit away from her. You know what I mean? Because she's worth being a part of this race. Her, uh-huh. her, she made me want to watch the Olympics. I'm not gonna lie, I never watched the Olympics, but hearing her story, seeing her attitude, I was like, oh, I want to tune in and see this girl do it. Dang, you read the room real quick, Pally. I just had to say that. Like you read everybody, but you have a point. Maybe the rules are what we need to change, not the athletes. I wanted to hear y'all's opinion on the story about the turkey leg hut. Did you hear about it? The what? Uh, oh, yeah, I saw the memes. What is it? All right, I mean, the memes count, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> They're so funny. <laughs> but now there's anti-Blackness accusations from kind of sort of our own people that um, are chastising the dress code policy that the Turkey Leg Hut has. And the Turkey Leg Hut is a restaurant. Um, It's a soul food restaurant that's in Houston, Texas. And they decided to have a new set of rules, I assume, because of some customers. And the new dress code policy is as follows. There's no excessively revealing clothing. There's no obscene language or baggy clothing. There's no house attire. This includes wave caps, do-rags, house shoes, Mm -hmm. or shower caps. No exposed undergarments, including sports bras, bras, panties, or any garments resembling these items. No swimwear of any kind. Oh, 
And in the in the category of baggy clothing, it says no inappropriate graphics or language on clothing and no excessively baggy slash sagging pants. So how y'all feel about that? Would y'all eat here? <laughs> so I I don't get why people can't just go into a restaurant however they want. However, if this is a dress code for a restaurant, who won't you won't walk in the roof, Chris, and your beach attire? I don't think so. So at the same time, it's just like that's just what they want for their restaurant. Um, so I don't think it's any reason to be mad about it. Um, personally, if it was my restaurant, like I would have typical shit. Like you gotta come in here with a shirt on, you gotta come in here with shoes on. I probably wouldn't have a whole, like, it'd probably just be a regular restaurant, but, like, if this place, if this is a soul food place and it's a big, fancy soul food place, and that's their rules, I mean, you can't go to certain clubs and lounges with Tim's on and jeans, same shit to me, so mm. I don't think people should be mad about it. I got two things. One, the food looks bomb. Two, it does not look like a place I would dress up for, though. And it got a lot of nerve <laughs> called Turkey Leg Hut and expects me <clears throat> to dress up like I'm going to where the fuck ever. Oh my gosh. It has like traffic cones outside the restaurant. Because <laughs> it's not really a restaurant. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. They're asking far too much. For, they're giving me low budget. So it's like you're going to yeah. get low budget. <laughs> If you're giving low budget, do you know it's what I mean? like where they set up. It's almost it's almost like a um like a food oh. truck, but they set it outside of a scenery. So it's almost mm-hmm. like just outside seating and a food mm-hmm. truck. It's not necessarily like a restaurant, and I think that's why they call it a hut. Well, it looks great. The interior does not look like it's worth all of that. Personally, your private business. I have a question. Why is the dress code anti black? I mean, that's just what the the um, title has said, and that's what a lot of titles have said. Mm-hmm. But I kind of think because it's in Houston, Texas, and it's also in a more populated black area. You could also order it on Uber Eats or order DoorDash and, and be in your in your bonnet and your dress robe and have just or- get that same food and order it to go. Do you know what I mean? So it's like... Mm-hmm. And it's a black-owned business. Like the memes to me are hilarious, and I understand that. Like I understand um, that they're asking too much for what they're giving. But also, I feel like if that's your business, then you can say whatever you want. I own a business. I said everyone needs to wear pink. Everybody better be wearing pink. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <that's> for real. <laughs> I agree. It's like it's my restaurant, and I can choose the what I can choose what I want to do with that restaurant, but. I don't know. I kind of feel some type of way for the people because the fact that it's a new policy, like it's not like the restaurant opened up and established this is who we are. It's like they had to change, they had to enforce the rules. And it's like, well, what are you trying to say? Like, Mm-mm. I know the answer to this question. And I was going to say earlier, it's the COVID attire. People don't dress up now. Everybody is so used to being in the house. That to me sounds like what you would wear in the house. Oh, and like, that's everybody today. No, listen, <laughs> because I don't like dressing up. 
I, mm-hmm. I, I hate it. I hate it. I'm so comfortable. It, it, that's what it is. Is that I feel like people are so comfortable with wearing sweats, wearing whatever, because no one has had to dress up for a year. Well, this also, this question just kind of popped in my head. And why do we choose to disrespect our own Black-owned places? Hear me out. This is a Black-owned restaurant. They had to create some policies. And clearly there were people who weren't very presentable, I guess, in a family-friendly restaurant. A couple of months ago, there was that Dallas restaurant, I believe, Mm -hmm. where they were brunching and they hopped up on the tables. Mm -hmm. But why is it that we know that in certain places that are established dress policies, why is it that we don't disrespect those places? But when it comes to black owned and they make up a rule that says, hey, we would like you to wear this attire. We would hope that you would put this on. Why is it that it becomes a joke or it becomes a I'm not going to do or you just can't simply respect it? Because we haven't learned our lesson yet and we're too comfortable. It's like, damn, it's literally like you can't hook a brother up. And that's the mindset I think we all have. And no, shit is not sweet. Like, go out here and support your fellow brothers and sisters as you would uh, corporate America with all these big billionaire CEOs. It's comfortability, you know. You would act up at your, 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 you're at home, but you'll act right in front of your mom's friends or your your friend's house, you know, where you're comfortable. Or if you do it in like a white neighborhood, if you do it at a white-owned restaurant that's considered to be fancy, there's like there's the judgment that I, you know, you you already go into that environment uncomfortable, and you're already on your on your best behavior. You know, you're on your, your tippy toes and you're walking on eggshells because you're not welcome in that environment anyway. So if this was y'all establishment, would y'all make up a rule like that? No. I, I think care less, to be honest. Um, it depends on the establishment. And mm-hmm. what do you mean, like rules in dress code or like rules like that other rest of the brunch restaurant where they were kind of like acting up? Well, probably both, actually. It wasn't going to be the dress code, but it's like, if you are trying to establish your restaurant to be sort of a class, would you establish rules to dilute those those type of things so that you wouldn't have those situations like these two restaurants? No, because I don't like restaurants that are like that. I don't like restaurants that make you feel um, exempt or make you feel like you don't belong. A part of me says... Yes, but a part of me feels like that's something I would establish when the place first opens. Because I don't know, I just feel like there's a time and a place for everything. Mm -hmm. And if I simply don't want that at my restaurant, I can choose not to. If I don't want you hopping up on my tables, shaking (laughs) shaking down, (laughs) and then trying to have other people do the same, I can choose that that is not in my establishment. If I don't want you to my restaurant looking like you just woke up out of bed because it's a family-orientated place, I can choose that. But I think it's just something that I would establish from the beginning instead Mm -hmm. of trying to wait for scenarios to happen to then add these policies because then it feels like you're kind of going against your demographic of customers. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Very smart. The 
biggest thing that has happened in the past couple of weeks that I felt like I should say for later, but I feel like just get it out the way is, you know, Bill Cosby is a free man. Um, some support slash backlash from his work wife, literally, Felicia Richard or Claire mm. Huxtable, as we all know. And she had posted, you know, that she basically is standing with Bill. And mm. there was backlash on her part because um, she is now about to head into a career path of being the Dean of Fine Arts at Howard University. It's a long list of details, but that's just the overall summary. I honestly, the whole Bill Cosby thing, I don't, I still don't know how to feel about it, to be honest. Like, there's like so many ways of looking at it, but it's, I really don't know how to feel. Now, about Felicia, um, she's very well, like, entitled to her opinion. I really don't feel like it'll change anything. I don't know. Like, I think it might mess with the statistic of how many people go to Howard. I do think that. But... You think so? I think so. Yeah. Um, Because we're so much more... Just this generation is so much more out there now, and we're very quick to stand against something or with something. You're going to have the people that don't care, but I think with her overall, like, it's going to fade away. And then people are going to meet her and be like, oh, shit, I met Felicia Rashad. Like, I don't think, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it because it's just like, she's, she feels how she feels. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like I've said before, I just people that know the full, full, full truth is God, Bill, and the people. Mm-hmm. And no matter whose side you're on, there's always going to be some type of fabrication. The whole situation of Bill being free, a part of me is just all over the place. It's like a part of me is like, this man is pushing 90. Like, he he only got a few years left on this earth. Just let him live his life or what? live his life out. I'm serious. That's how a part of me feels. I read that the conviction was three to ten years and he served three years. If he served his time, what more do you want? But then another part of me is like, put him under the jail. Like, these are these are too many stories of similar situations, and he should be repri- reprimanded from this. Standpoint of Felicia Rashad, I don't see what she said was... Mm. I Her wording was wrong, but I don't feel her saying or standing beside him is wrong, because he put her on like she will always be known as Claire Huxtable even at even in her new career path of being a dean she will always be known as Claire Huxtable so no matter what like this man has put money in her pocket signed her checks put her on and he probably showed her a different side of him which was like that family man can say the darnest thing man yeah Mm -hmm. mentor like just that family person she probably never seen that other side of him so but in the same time it's like I don't think she should have worded that the way that she did because just something that just felt really insensitive to the victims just you feel for how you feel but not say anything like maybe she didn't have to but even though she had every right to maybe just like because that's one of those things like it's just yeah like feel how you feel but just don't say nothing 
I understand her staying, sticking by him. Like, I understand that's your co-worker. And especially if you, if you never saw anything, you have every right in your body, every bone in your body telling you that he just sees innocent. I under her, understand her being outspokenly supportive. I wish she hadn't. I wish she, she would have just, you know, kept that support to her and his family and him, you know, but and going off of the evidence of what the victims have said, I I want nothing to do with that man. I have no support with that man. I have no support for people like him. So I don't care. He could have rotted in jail for the rest of his life. Um, the person and the point that I want to bring up is um, Janet Hubert. I don't know how to say her last name. But the original Aunt Viv. Mm-hmm. Her tweet pissed me the fuck off. Because her calling uh, Felicia Rashado and saying some shit like, what do you mean we all knew what he was doing? Who is we all? Who is we all? And why are we just finding out about this now? Or if it was well known in Hollywood, why wasn't anybody talking? Like, condone it. Like, that's not acceptable. That's not okay. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was like, I'm sick to think that people knew and were just letting it happen. Because what he was remarkable and he was a black man and we don't want to tear him down. That's not fair. We have to hold our own accountable. In your career, is your career worth more than like your dignity? Would you have not said anything? Well, I think it's a different time period too. I mean, kind of like I forgot who said it, but how we're so open nowadays. I mean, mm-hmm. back then, wasn't it just really all about making sure you take care of your family? family, friends, and anybody else, mental health was not the the top thing on the list, which is why a lot of people tended to drugs. I mean, the drug use was high for a reason. It was the only for real escape because all they wanted you to do was keep on working. Do I think I would have said something? I would have, I would have said something. I could, I could see how people wouldn't say something because. And I also look at like, so what's next now for the other famous people that we tried to be doing or taking their career down? Like, is Harvey Weinstein gonna get off? You know, like is, are, are the are these other famous people that we were calling out? Do do they get off easy too? Because I feel like in other environments, the people who aren't as rich, are they gonna be punished the same way? Are they not going? Is it not gonna be taken seriously? Like, what does this example set, like show now? Could, why can't she be loud and proud about her standing with Bill? Mm-hmm. Like I'm really asking why? No, I know. I I I said the same thing too. Like if she did, if that's her her um, coworker, her friend, she she didn't see anything. I don't see anything wrong with her saying something. I just wish she she wasn't as insensitive, or the statement wasn't as insensitive. Oh no! But what would have been better to say? I'm just I'm congrats, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to see you out here doing your thing. Like, oh no, Jenna have a meal with you. Like, still took took that role. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, we we know the culture. We know that everybody's always gonna be offended about something. But look at the comment. (laughs) I see you out here doing your thing. Right, literally. Wrong choice of words. (laughs) But I get what you're saying. Just give. Mr. Cosby back everything that he's donated then if they're so done with him 
the reason I asked that is because one of the great singers, Stephanie Mills, basically stood in, port, in support of Felicia Rashad. And she posted, I love you. And then she added her name. And she said, if it's true that Howard University wants to terminate her position, because at the time, the students were trying to push that. Oh, my gosh. She said, if Howard University wants to terminate her position because they feel her comments about Mr. Cosby were insensitive, then they should give back the millions of dollars that he donated to the university. Oh. Oh, my gosh. So, I I mean... But I mean, the people, the students actually wanted her like terminated and then Mm. um, updated like currently she's taking some type of sabbatical. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think she needs to be terminated. I mean, like Jasmine was saying, in this country, our biggest thing is freedom of speech. How many professors have we had that have said shit that we don't agree with? or have used. I feel like college, the whole point of college, ideally is to have conversations that challenge you. I feel like her um, media team should have been on her ass. Like, and they should have taken her phone away as soon as this thing went about. Because not everything needs to be publicized. Not everything, not everyone's opinion needs to be on social media. I mean, that's just what the, the, the students wanted, so. Well, they're young and stupid. I think it's great to be educated. I think it's great to voice your opinions. But then how do we correct somebody that's wrong? Correcting somebody that's wrong does not mean shutting them down and silencing them. That's not realistic. We have to start conversing and learning from one each other. (laughs) Would you retire your husband, life partner, someone to do life with after 15 years of... Taking care of you, Ty with the brown. Yes, but oh, I wanted to know, so like, would y'all would y'all do something like that though? So your income is now taking care of them the same way their income took care of you when you were with, dream chasing. Oh, um, with the circumstances that she had, absolutely, especially like the promises that they made each other, like absolutely. She she broke it down and made it very beautiful and saying that she was constantly chasing her dreams. That was only supposed to be like five years. Ended up being 15 years. How could you not? Just, wow. Right? But if <laughs> my dream isn't going to be able to pay the bills, like if my dreams really aren't going to cover everything, I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> it depends on the dream if you would yeah. take care of them. Because what if my dream is to like paint postcards? And like I'm only making like twenty grand a year. Like we can't yeah, on that. Like, but that's my dream. That's like my <laughs> ultimate dream. Uh, when we live in a shack, like come on, come on, babe. So I understand because the controversy that I heard was from Wendy Williams. But Wendy Williams' husband was a fucking piece of shit. So I understand why Wendy. <laughs> I understand why Wendy feels the way she does. But she is not Tabitha. And her husband is not whatever Wendy Williams' husband's name is. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the same story. So don't put your shit onto somebody else. Like, even if you know nothing about them, they're a beautiful couple. What are you hating on? I don't know. To me, I look at Wendy. I thought she was funny. I think she's still kind of funny. 
but she's always had kind of like a twisted aura she's right a lot of the times but most times i feel like it's kind of like spiteful or something i can't really put my hand on it i i'm so toxic for thinking like this but to take care of a man just makes me think take care of him for him to walk out or run out or fly out i i can't um, even he after he took friend. care of you right after? wait mm. she said after 15 years so you're, you're, oh, you're at your dream and he was there for you for 15 years letting you grind house you didn't have to take any take she so i think that's the minute seemed like she didn't take care of anything really besides the, like, the house and the kids so she still was working technically like that's still a job in itself but financially she wasn't really pulling in as much as he was. And he was doing, he basically gave up his dream to he gave his take, life. Like, right. oh. you can really die for real in LA. Like, okay, that's if I, if I know that's my life partner and everything, like, he'll real rather die. Yeah. Mm, that's not too convincing. Just like, you better get to work, nigga. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she said, stay in that field. <laughs> I could see Jasmine being like million dollar home, million dollar career, like doing her thing, and still being like, "Whose money did you buy that with?" Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like if it if the fifteen years wasn't included in that, then yeah, I would think realistically, take care of a man, no way. And what conversation would Naja and I be agreeing to take care of a man? And he, <laughs> he at home. No, why? Like, right? I mean, that's a long time. That's 365 days times 15. Somebody just taking care of you. Plus two kids and a dog. Like, it all falls on them. And yes, Mm -hmm. a man is supposed to provide, but the fact that y'all are in a marriage and he's the only source of income, Mm -hmm. it's like, why wouldn't I? Like, I'm living my full, full dream. And Mm -hmm. I basically put my husband on in a sense. And mm-hmm. the fact that, that I'm living my dream and from what it looks like, her daughter's living her dream mm-hmm. and my son is well taken care of. Why would I not, you know, allow my husband to do something that will make him happy? If we're all about happiness in this lifetime, why would I not do something like that? Right. Like you're, you're in the 2021 climate, you're working in the LAPD. Mm-hmm. That's, that's heavy. So I, I would. I do think that that just shows, though, how famous and how well-known she's becoming that Wendy's talking about her. That's true. I think my last verses is more catered to just what I like. Because <laughs> I really just want to tell somebody how I feel. But have you all heard about Maria Taylor and Rachel Nichols? Mm, no. Nah. There is... Um, Two known reporters on ESPN. One is one is Rachel Nichols, and the other one is Maria Taylor. There was a leaked audio that was recorded before the pandemic. I think it was the 2019 finals, where Nichols, Rachel Nichols, she was complaining, but it was after a board meeting um, with. I guess in ESPN execs about, I guess what's going on in relation to who's hosting what during the finals. Um, she complained about Maria Taylor being selected to host the, one of the things that was occurring. And um, 
Rachel, who's white, suggested that basically Taylor was not really qualified for the job, but she really got the job because of her being a diversity token. And her exact words were, I wish Maria Taylor all the success in the world. She covers football. She covers basketball. If you need to give her more things to do because you are feeling pressure about your crappy, crappy longtime record on diversity, which, by the way, I know from a female side of it, like, go for it. Just find it somewhere else. You're not going to find it from me or taking my thing away. You know what they say? Black people are never wrong. There's always some white bitch all up in the business. <laughs> uh, uh, just straight like that. But if she was, if they, if they chose her and she was qualified, mind your business, mind your business. I also like to point out that um, Rachel did issue an apology. Um, Maria hasn't really said anything. But people have been standing up for Maria, especially other black reporters in ESPN, who has now been basically talking about the culture and environment of ESPN. But the only thing that has happened, Rachel is not doing anything in the finals. Overall, you know, nothing has really happened with Rachel. Like she hasn't been on suspension. She hasn't had any money taken away. It's just she's not in the finals. And our contract is about to be up anyway. So we shall see what happens next year. But what are y'all thoughts on that? Callie already said. My question is, is Rachel's position above Maria's? One. Two, um, is I have no idea about ESPN, the commentators. I don't really watch sports like that. I really don't want sports at all, if I'm being honest. Maria, is she qualified? Like, is she a good commentator? Is she a good presenter? So, no, Rachel is not above. Um, there's only a select handful of female commentators in ESPN, mm-hmm. and they pretty much rotate the same people. It just depends on what's in your contract. But it also depends on what's going on in the season. So from the conversation, from what I got was Rachel was asked to do the sideline commentation. Mm -hmm. And Maria was going to take over Rachel's position of basically doing something, let's say, in studio to save face. So... I think she was upset that ESPN asked her that, but Maria is 100% qualified. Um, She's been at ESPN for quite some time, and she's actually a fan favorite. Um, And she's done the position that... So to what you just said, fuck Rachel. Uh, Mind your business. You aren't her boss. So keep your opinions to yourself, especially if you're talking shit and it's not in a formal setting and no one asks for your opinion. One. Two, uh, Maria, do your thing, girl. Ain't nobody waiting Yeah, for it's just like, why rain on somebody's shine? Like, well, it's no purpose in hating in any type, way, or fashion. Like, you don't prosper from hating. 
it gets you nowhere and makes you stagnant. And I don't know why people don't understand that. Like, don't rain on somebody else's parade because you ain't get that shit. Like, if, especially if they're on the same level, girl, there will be other opportunities. Don't shit on her sunshine. Right. I just looked Rachel up. She's 47 year old, years old, acting like a child. You know very well you could have sent that in the email and been respectful, or you could have done that. If you had legitimate concerns, you, you there's a proper way about of going about it. Exactly. And uh, Maria is gorgeous. Oh my gosh. She's I mean, so you, pretty. You kind of just summed up everything I felt. Um, I, I think... know. I've been on one tonight, ladies. Come you on, were. Give me my props. Give me my flowers. You were. <laughs> Give me your clap. But at the end of the day, I think she has a lot of years in the game. I think she should know how quickly things change. I don't understand mm. why she's hating on Maria, nor do I understand. I don't understand the point of name dropping Maria. Mm-hmm. You could have name dropped your other white colleagues. You could have name dropped anybody else. But the fact that you targeted after Maria, and even if that's who they mentioned, you didn't have to keep her name in your mouth. Because you should be more upset at your your job for trying to, I, whatever it was, whether it be a less pay grade, whether it be less time, the factor that your job is telling you to do something less, you should be more mad at them than to be mm-hmm. mad at Maria. And the mm-hmm. factor that you're saying that she's basically a diversity token, it mm-hmm. infuriates me because mm-hmm. no matter how hard we work to be on the same level in these corporate fields as the others, mm-hmm. they will be quick to try to diminish who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like super quick. She is past a diversity token. And she has been working there for years, obviously, because her reputation stands strong. And the factor that you were quick to say that. And then you're going to try to bunch yourself in talking about some as a female, I understand. You may be a woman, but you are not a black woman in sports. And you do not know or understand how hard Maria has to work for this. How hard she has to stand in the room. And the factor that ESPN saw all of that and you decide to try to diminish her by saying she's a diversity token... You need to go somewhere else. I'm I'm actually upset at ESPN for not doing more because all they did was allow her to go on there and give her an apology or give that apology. But meanwhile, you had people like Jamel Hill who got fired. And granted, mm-hmm. she did this for like weeks upon weeks. But the fact that it started off with a suspension, it started off with taking away her jobs, and it started off with quickly diminishing or bringing her levels down but you let Rachel's just simply not be able to do a couple of games for the rest of the season but knowing she most likely going to come back next year it's infuriating to, for Rachel to like not have a greater punishment she talks shit about somebody you think that deserves to like not be not to not have a contract or to be fired or to just like you know what I mean like the punishment of not getting what she wants and the punishment of um, of being sidelined, a uh, commentator, whatever, now that she's gonna do. I mean, that's a, like to me. If I was in Maria's position, I wouldn't want her to be fired over some ignorant shit either, though. Like that's but they would be quick to fire her. The roles were reverse. Oh yeah. yeah, I missed what you were saying about Jamila Hill. Jamila Hill, what? I mean, fuck. It's okay, Kelly. Don't overlook. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's fucking frustrating because we live in this 
this time period of canceling everybody. But it's like, like, and I do agree. Like, we have to start punishing people. But God, like, why can't you just shut the fuck up? <laughs> like, <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> but all right, um, that was another episode. And I am glad to speak to you, lovely lady. Be sure to follow our Instagram at The Major Flavor. Be sure to follow our separate accounts and continue to listen to our podcast. We are running up the views. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. And we have new episodes every Friday. So stay tuned because you don't want to miss this flavor. <laughs>